Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. I had one of those opportunities where there was a girl who was way out of my league. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and for so some, she was just a girl. She was a regular person, you know, yeah. nothing crazy. But anyway, so she was a four. So we're outside of this bar, and this bar had a retaining wall because it was kind of on the side of a hill. So there was a walkway over, but you could. It was probably no more than three, three or four feet high. So you could sit up on, yeah, the, yeah. you know, the, the center block wall and have your beer out there, kind of like on a patio type of thing outside of the outside of the door because they had a little outdoor area. But I'm sitting up on the wall, and she comes up and she pushes herself up, and she wants to sit on the on the wall beside me. I'm hey, like, hey. all right. This is, and it's just the two of you out there. Well, there's a bunch of people out there. Okay, but she wants to sit next to right, you. Yeah, so she, yeah. She, she pushes herself up on the wall, plops her butt up there, and sits down, and we start talking. And next thing you know, we're having a good conversation or whatever. And she, I back up for a minute because I'm talking to somebody behind me, and she scoots over and basically sits on my lap. So at this point in time, I scoot back a little bit, kind of on the grassy area of the wall, give her the, the cinder block place to, to – yeah. I'm, I'm, she's basically straddling me. And then all of a sudden, I got really, really nervous, and I let out this fart <laughs> that just slipped. That it was just absolutely one of the biggest farts that I have. Now, keep in mind, she's between my legs. Right. This fart did not smell good. I was, I was <laughs> sorry. I was 19 years old and living on a diet of 50 cent chili dogs from the local convenience store <laughs> and Schaefer's beer. So. Was it like I had that bad potato logs from a gas station? Like these were the things that I was eating at that point in time. Ramen noodles. I just remember when that it was loud enough that she was like, she goes. I just remember turning around. Goes, was that you? I mean, what are you gonna say? And I was like, yeah. And when she turned her head, that's when the smell hit us both. And then she jumped down, man. And just and just like gave me a turnaround look and went into the bar, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! You've got to be kidding me! Because typically at that age you can control more of your body function. Yeah, typically you can. But I got so nervous. I've never because, got so nervous that I just oh, farted. I, oh my god! I think I mean I was so nervous, <laughs> and I blew the moment because that's what reminded me because she was in a sorority more than the moment. Oh my god, she was a Kappa Kappa Gamma. This girl is beautiful. You farted because you were nervous. Completely nervous. I, that, that's, not I like seriously. you got a stomach bubble, not just like just straight up nervous. Well, I kind of like came, I like I set up a little bit to come forward. And when I when I set up to come oh, forward, God. it all compressed. <laughs> and just, I mean, it was like, <laughs> it was like, it was like I was trying to start a lawnmower. But, right. but I didn't get it started. I mean, it was one of those. It was like a ripper. So it was clearly. Do you think it was the fart itself or the stink of the fart that really, really just took it home for her? Like, there, there's Again, no way. She turns around and goes, Was that you? And when she does it like this, oh, that's when the, the st- smell comes up like it's hitting me in the nose. I'm like, Oh, God. And I knew she smelled it. She's like, Oh. And then she jumps <laughs> off the wall. I would throw, though. I feel like if it didn't reek so bad, you might have gotten you, away with it. You, right. It could have been funny. Look. If it you was, have a it really was, loud it was, it was fart, a sulfur one, you know, it was right? One of those eggy ones. Yeah. So if you have a loud fart and it doesn't stink, everyone can ha ha about it because farts just sound. Yeah, but funny. also farted on but, her. Right. There's so, not like, a lot working for you, brother. I'm to, telling it's you, one the thing stink to hear is me fart yeah. from across the room. I'm sorry, I farted. It's another thing to fart on a human being, and then the smell to be so bad. That it's unbearable and, for but both. But I'm telling you, the smell is like I've been farted on, and you kind of 
Ha ha. But when you fart on someone and then it really reeks, like, I don't know, your mood changes. Now you take offense to it. Also, I was supposed to, part of the conversation leading up to this. Up to the fart, yeah. Up to the fart was the fact that they, the sorority had some type of like, it was like a, some type of dance thing. And it was like at the Elks Lodge. It was like, it was like their ball. Like they did like a big, like formal thing every year. Oh, formal. But typically they seems about to invite you. But then. typically they do that with fraternities. Yeah. But in this instance, they were allowed to bring whoever they wanted to the formal. So she was a she was basically saying, "Would you have any interest?" And I'm like, "You know, I don't have a black tie. I will I will figure it out. Like I will I will find. Yes. It. I didn't have a suit or anything, but I'll, I'll figure this out. I'll I'll go buy one. You can rent one. Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll do anything. Yes. I like you know. And that was the beginning <laughs> of the conversation. That was kind of what we were talking about. Then she scoots over to get between my legs. Then I fart on her. Then she smells it. Then she jumps off the wall, and she never talks to me again. So never like, again? Like, well, I tried to approach her and say, hey, are we still on for this? <laughs> for this? Hey, like, I know how it went down and the first time. she just gave me this look like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, I asked someone else. And I was like, oh, oh. okay. Especially if you only have one shot. If one and shot, you blow yes. it, then it's like, you can't get it back. I don't know why. Like no. I, I, I knew a girl like that, and everybody's like, Man, you blew that one. I'm like, yeah. But and did you blow it because you said something stupid? You weren't reading it? or did You, you didn't fart on her. No, I went outside and puked. Oh, damn. Willie. Yeah. So what? Same thing? Same like, age. Like 19. She's funny. handing it to you. Yeah. And it just, I mean, like you could hear it in my voice to this day. I'm just like, damn, that was. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's like, how did you leave? Right? It's like a whole party. You don't even realize you're in that moment. Right, right? right. But we're like slow dancing, like our foreheads are resting on each other. Like, I didn't realize everybody else basically left the dance floor. And then they everybody just sees me bolt. <laughs> so I come back like 10 minutes later. Everybody's like, oh, man, like, squirrels, you screwed that one up. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I had to puke. And they're like, I don't, I don't know. You should, same thing with Miles. Like, he just farted. Like, I had to do it. <laughs> right. But it, I never got that opportunity again. Not even close. No. Damn. Yeah. I just thought you said something stupid. I mean, like we didn't yeah. fart on well, you. Like, like I puke. It's like, like losing. Yeah. The, it's like losing in the championship. You made it to the big game, right? But you didn't win. But man, you fumbled on the one yard line. <laughs> I mean, you were. I mean, you're never going to get that opportunity again. You're never going to go back point. to the championship. You think you can? You think as all teams do? If you're good, you go back next year, right? You get another chance. Hell, no, you don't. That was your Cinderella year. You get you you, you That's get your yeah. Cinderella moment, yeah. and you try to like talk to him again, right? Make purposely sure. run into him again. But also, like, this girl was way out of my league. That was the only chance. I don't know what was going on that night. But Ted, and like, I still screwed it up. Even if you're still, like, say you're both, like, same league girls, right? Yeah. You, in my opinion, have a much better recovery. Like, listen, man, we were drinking. You know, honestly, I feel bad, but I had to puke. I was, right. I didn't want to puke on you. I went outside. I'm so sorry. Like, mate, but Miles, like, yours is, you're done. Like, mm-hmm. hey, not only did you fart on me, but it reeked. I did not realize just how, I just did not. I still thought I had a chance, and that's and that's, that's the real problem. It's like, the, surely that can't be the that 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 can't be the deciding factor on us going to a formal. Like I'm, but it was. I, it was. I mean, it was in, in my mind. What I about still, now, looking back? Because that, like you was, said, she wasn't flirting with you all. The, this was kind of her moment too to say, I think this guy's kind well, of cute. She basically came I'm going to make the move, well, and then he responds. By dropping a stinky fart on It would be one thing if we were dating, but this is like their big thing. So right. Take, so for her to come yeah. up and ask me out to go to this thing. Well, don't they have to with the sorority? Well, they need to bring a date, but it doesn't have to be me. No, no, no. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying, unlike the regular run of play in the world, like yeah. they have to. They have to have a date, yeah. On this one, yes, because yeah. they'll, they'll do like, uh, they'll do parties with other fraternities. Yeah. And those guys will get together and mingle and have socials and stuff like that. But I was never invited to anything because I wasn't in that world. So now I get a chance to go with this hot girl, and I'm like, and she came up to ask me, and then I farted on her, and it reeked. Mm-hmm. And you ruined the whole thing? That was it. Hey, look, both of you guys ended up losing. Someone here on the text line says, when my sister met her husband, they were at a party, and just like you said, he had to go outside, and he yacked. Well, her nasty ass went out and made out with him directly after. Years <laughs> later, happily married. See, you never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure somebody out there has been farted on and married the guy. Who or what uh, ruined the moment? 206-803-ROUND. I'm sure of it. Yes, got it. I'm going to text somebody tonight. You remember that time I fired out you? Do I have a chance?
I wonder what she's doing now. I should go. You up, you left gas. Hey, man. You single? Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Time to open wide and sample Ted's meat and potatoes. Now, here's your host, head chef of the men's room, the Ted Nougat. Head chef and a half. Thank you, folks. Thank you. Shout out to the sous chef, Mike Hawk, on this one. Also, will you clean the goddamn grease trap already? Sorry. All right. That ain't grease. <laughs> it's not grease, it's slither. <laughs> so these are 10 silly cooking myths you don't need to believe anymore. Now, they say, it's one thing to write an article and use that title and say, they're silly. When you read through these, did you think they were silly? Or were you like, I did not know this? Uh, a lot of them I, was, I, do, I do, and there's no reason to keep doing them. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Number one, searing meats locks in the juices. Searing meat does not lock in the juices. It can create a powerful, flavorful crust. It actually causes moisture to evaporate from the meat. To keep it moist, uh, just let it rest before slicing. Let it rest, man. Yes. That's that is... the big one. But yeah, like. Let it rest. And who do you write a song with? Yep. Yeah. When the juices fall down her eye. <laughs> when, yes, when juices fall down her eye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, this one, I, look, I did it for years. I only stopped doing this probably this year. Okay. Chicken. You don't need to rinse it off before you start cooking it. No, because you're going to cook it. Mm-hmm. Right. I and, used to be guilty of that, but I don't do it anymore. Just based on the fact that we've heard that a few times. But right, also, and that's the splash, thing. if it is like salmonella and all that, you're basically just splashing it around in Correct. your own sink. Basically what they say is pat it down with a paper towel. Yeah, you then cook that bitch. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Uh, any bacteria present in the chicken will be uh, killed during the cooking process. And right, when you when you wash them down, you're basically just spreading that stuff because it's going to splash around. That's, that is precisely it. Yep, yep. And, and trust me, I was super guilty of that one. It's like, I got chicken... Stuff. Everywhere. I only learned that from one of the restaurants I was working in, and we got a lot of chicken in, and everyone would start washing it, and we got a different head cook who's like, stop doing that. And he explained it to us. He's like, now you've contaminated that whole area. He's like, guys, we're going to cook it. Crap <laughs> dies. I'm like, I never thought about it. These some myths, you, cooking myths you can stop believing in. You should always use a wooden spoon when cooking. Uh, it says, look, wooden spoons are great for many tasks, but there's no right type of spoon to use when cooking. Use whatever spoon feels comfortable and works best for you. Well, that true. is how I operate. You know, the only sure. thing you want to make sure is you don't use anything metal if you have a Teflon uh, vessel. Yeah. That's, all. That, that's, that's, a, that's the only rule. But it doesn't help you cook. That's to protect your pan. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with the cooking process. But yeah, depending mm-hmm. on the pan you're using, you might pick it up. might want to use the right. Right. Like I have that. like two different spatulas, right? Mm-hmm. I probably have three. But like there's two I use the most. One of them I use like just for like browning Meat and stuff, okay. just because it's a little stiffer. And then I have like a flimsier one that I use when I make eggs. Yep. Do you have any rubber spatulas? Do you have an egg pan? They're rub- they are rubber spatulas. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, metal? No. So it can be made of rubber, but a rubber spatula, it's the one that kind of looks like, hold on, let me just try to draw this thing. The one that kind of looks like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That looks like more of a something you would stir batter with. You stir batter with it, and it's fancy. So the rubber spatulas, these, and I'm telling you, to me, it's just one of the greatest things in the kitchen where, like I said, if it's batter or you're just trying to get the last bit of something that's stuck to a bowl, yeah, or yeah. these things work wonders, right? You get to the bottom of your sour cream if you don't have the squeeze bottle. Oh, yeah. And it's a pain, and you use a butter knife and mm-hmm. all. Man, these rubber spatulas, whatever's left in there, it scoops it out. You know when uh, Steve brought all those pots and pans in because he couldn't use those on his uh, new kitchen because of the magnetic? Yeah, uh, they, what is it called? What, what the kind of induction? Yeah, induction. induction. All right. So I, I stole the egg pan. Oh, man, nice. Man, oh, man, you don't need a spatula. You just, you. it's a quick flip. It's like, I never oh. used that egg pan that one time. I've used it probably 25 times. And do you know why? Now I'm thinking about Why did I never just because of the kids. So if we did eggs. It, You're doing it for. Whoa, almost a nest time. It's right. almost, there's a lot of this eggs. Is, this is a single omelet station yeah. type of thing. Exactly. So you're only making it for one person. You stole that one. Yes. It's, I brought them in for Mike. I'm just saying. You kind of stole from Mike. I took two pans. You took, I took two? I took, I took that in the, in the bigger uh, pan, probably 12 incher. Do you have an egg pan, Mike? Mm. No. Mm. He called me last weekend. I had an emergency drive to Tacoma. Just <laughs> give him an egg pan. Yeah. Thanks, Miles. <laughs> right. Actually, there were, <laughs> two egg, there were two egg pans in there. I took one of them. Mm-hmm. Liar. No, uh, I'm being serious. Salt in I the pasta. both. Salt in your pasta water will make it cook faster. Well, the myth is that it'll make it cook faster. I like salt in my water just based on the taste. 
it it doesn't make it cook faster or anything. It might make it cook a little bit slower. Right, but you're right. If you salt your pasta just because you the taste of it, mm-hmm. yeah, knock yourself. Go out. ahead. Yeah, I mean that was a giant deal at Olive Garden. Remember a couple years ago they stopped salting their pasta and people were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did people yeah. notice? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So they didn't announce that well, they stopped. Everything going. in a restaurant has tons of salt, so once you right. pull it out, it, it starts to taste bad. That's amazing. I didn't think people would notice. Uh, you should always cook with olive oil. Another myth. It says, look, olive oil is great. It's great cooking oil, but it's not the best choice for all tasks. That's really It not. has a low smoke point and can burn at high temperatures. Other oils, such as canola, vegetable oil, yep. for high heat yep. cooking. Canola is probably the best for that. I love the taste of mm-hmm. sesame oil, but cooking with it, its well, flash point is so low. Correct. That both, it turns both those to are, they can be used in salad dressings, sure, all types sure. of other things where you finish and flash, but they don't, they don't necessarily need to be cooked. Yeah. Again, these are some myths you could stop believing. Only flip your steak once. Flipping your steak multiple times actually can result in a more even cooking. The key is to flip the steak when the first se- uh, side is nicely brown. Not I agree. That. I, but I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Because I was a traditionalist, you know, like, all right, you got to do this this way. And, that. and I was like, I was constantly flipping my steak. Yeah. Yeah, just as long as you get a little sear on the yeah. bottom of that, then you can start I, flipping. Because if not, like sometimes the medium rare part is on the bottom. or, or, or Right, instead of being even. Yeah. So I'm trying to make it in the middle. I think people like, you run with a lot of myths because that's what you were told, but then you realize no one ever explained why. So you're like, hey, man, just flip it one time. If you're go, why? It, no one has an answer for you. Yeah. I would also say, too, like, if you might, I'm sure you have a regular size grill or whatever, but if you have one of those little hibachis, like camping grills or yeah. tailgating grills, those things don't have temperature controls. So they actually get real hot real quick. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty good if you just have like one or two that, that steaks. Was a, that was yeah. the unit you had at your last place, that little one yeah. that you put on the back. It was, and it was great for yeah. cooking steaks. It got that hot. And, and hamburgers. Right. But I mean, hamburgers, you could, I'm just saying, that gets much hotter than a regular grill would. Right. And you can, you can get it a uh, good medium rare. Uh, let your meat come to, <laughs> come to room temperature before cooking. So that's a myth. Yeah. So you could have a cold. Yeah. Because I've always heard rest, then rest. So rest at the beginning, rest at the end. I think it depends what you're going to do with your steak. If it's something you're going to marinate, you might let it come up to room temperature only because the pores in the meat itself will open a little bit and you absorb more of the... uh, Okay. But if you're not marinating, like if you're doing a dry rub on it or something like that, it doesn't matter. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, and they're saying, look, if you pull it straight from the fridge, it's obviously going to take a little longer to cook. A little. I mean, I'm with you. I still, if I'm going to cook steak, pull it out I just do anyway. Yeah. So Plus, it just looks cool. People walk by, like, what are you doing over there? Like, well, I'm about to cook a steak. And my dog's like, as soon as you walk outside, I'm about to eat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should always preheat your baking sheet. The sheet? Really? Baking, uh, depending, no, I would say it's okay to, to use a Pyrex pan if you have some oil in the bottom just to get the oil hot. So if you're, if you're making, like, a chicken breast that's breaded or something that the oil sure, needs to be sure, hot sure. before you put it in. Well, but this it, is just the baking sheet itself. Right, the sheet yeah. itself. So the, the is, myth is you always got to preheat it. So it's like you can preheat it if you want a crispy or crust, but it's not necessary. Foods that need to cook uh, cook quickly, like vegetables, you can just skip the preheating part. Yeah. I've never even heard that one. I Actually, either have I. And I'm like, glad I haven't because I'd be pissed if I'm like, man, I've been preheating like a freaking cookie sheet. Well, so. you preheat the oven. I've never heard of yeah. anybody being like, got to pre- Now, yeah. I've done it before as I forgot I left a sheet in there did that with some bacon the other night (laughs) yeah uh let's see you should let your pasta sit in the sauce for a few minutes before serving letting your pasta sit in sauce could cause it to become mushy and lose its texture instead serve the pasta immediately after mixing it with the sauce you can if you cook the pasta the whole way through yeah if you cook it halfway through then the sauce will absorb in the pasta and you'll still have a good sauce uh, uh pasta consistency you just have to pull the noodles fast so most restaurants, as you know, Steve. Yeah, you do it all done. Yeah, you do. So it's it's really, really still kind of uh, not cooked. Then you just add that to if you're doing fettuccine, if you had to doing a, a marinara, then you toss in a pan. All right. And the last one, number 10 on the list of uh, cooking myths you don't have to follow. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello. I feel like somebody in this room probably does this. Uh, the myth, you should rinse your mushrooms before cooking them. That's me. <laughs> That's me. R- rinse well, I mean, I'm rinsing the dirt off, dude. It, but if you rinse them, they can actually become waterlogged and lose their flavor. Instead, wipe them clean with a damp cloth or a paper okay. towel. Yeah, all right. And, and don't, don't eat, and don't the eat ones. weird ones. If your internal alarm says, boy, that particular mushroom looks weird with its brethren, don't eat that one. Don't think when I made that uh, Marcello last night, I didn't go through every mushroom with a comb. <laughs> I mean, fine tooth. Just like, just picking them up, looking in the light. Like, well, this one that killed me this time? <laughs> Thank you, Head Chef. We appreciate it. Shout out coming up. You are listening to the Men's Room. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Who would not win uh, Parent of the Year and why? 206-803-ROCK. Guess who it is again, Ted? James? James, welcome to the men's room. Liquor and whores. Liquor and whores. Well, who would not win Parent of the Year would be myself. All right, why is that? Well, my son growing up, he, I don't know, even at a young age, he was always really attracted to beer cans if you had a whiskey drink, something, he was always going after it. And uh, at one evening, I sat in the chair, drinking beer, and you always kind of had to watch where you put your can. Well, I was, you know, I chew, so I was spitting in a can, and I left it on the nightstand. And my wife was always telling me, like, don't leave it on the nightstand. Don't leave it on the nightstand. Well, left it on the nightstand. Uh, we're laying in bed. My son had got out of bed, and he went in there and took a drink out of it mm. and came running into our bedroom screaming, Daddy's beer is spicy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How old was your kid never, at the time? Uh, he was probably maybe three and a half, oh, four. Man. Okay. Daddy's and, beer uh, is spicy. Why, it seems odd that he called it spicy as if he had already had a taste for regular beer. <laughs> 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 this is not the German lager I'm used to. <laughs> yeah. Dada, this is a lager. I mean, it's Hefeweizen, Dad. I mean, every time you look, every, you had to watch your beer around him because you would always go over and like grab it. And you'd have to run over and grab it from him. And but yeah, I mean, even I've had incidences where you'd pour, you know, a whiskey drink. And matter of fact, I think he was like just barely walking at the time, and he walked up to it. I had it sitting on the floor, and he put his hand in it and shoved it in the top of the cup and went all the way to the bottom. And for some reason, I'm just like staring at him, not doing anything. <laughs> and then I watch him take his hand out, and he starts putting it towards his mouth. That's when I had to grab him. Does he still have a taste for beer? Uh, not anymore. How old uh, is he? He's nine years old now, and he pretty much stays away from any of that. He doesn't doesn't seem I, to affect yeah, him. I always, the, the, I always the, thought it tasted like crap at, at that age. Yeah, see, my father, you know, he, and granted, my dad was drinking Budweiser. Maybe that's why I did not like beer the first time I tried it. But he was like, all right, have a sip. I was like six or something. But I was like, this, this is the worst crap I've ever had in my mouth. I cannot believe you drink. I will never drink beer in my life. And I remember my father just looked at me and laughed for like five seconds and then ignored me. He's like, oh, yeah, you will. I'm like, no, I won't. And sometimes, I with the, and sometimes with the littler kids, I think it's just they just see enough adults drinking them. They're and just, that's why they want it. Yeah, right? they have no idea. They're just like, I got to get a sip of that. So, James, like if you were drinking orange juice and set your glass down, did your kid go after that too? Or is it specifically alcoholic beverages? It was specifically yeah. like beer. It's almost like, ooh, shiny can, you know, or ooh, look at this bottle. Now, I think Ted's <laughs> right. I think when kids see that the only people drinking certain things are adults, that's what you want to try, right? I know oh, what orange yeah, juice is correct. like. I know what milk is like, but 
Dad never seems as happy after a glass of orange juice after he does drinking one of those things in the can. I mean, look, <laughs> exactly. it's, it's also kind of weird, too, is like, what was the last summer? I was at like a six-year-old birthday party. Mm-hmm. And by, by the end of it, I'm like, eh, I kind of want a Capri Sun. You don't Just because they're all running around drinking them. I haven't had one in 20 years. <laughs> but you're watching. Everybody's having a blast with these Capri Suns. Did, did you have one? I did. You know what, man? I suck and I'm good now. for another year. It was pretty good. You know, it's definitely made for kids. But, uh, you know, kids can never get the straw in the freaking bag. Oh, yeah. yeah. So one of my kids' buddies, he, like, tore the bag up. So I said, man, F it. I'll just dump it in a glass. Have you ever seen Capri Sun? Yeah, I it's remember you telling me it's clear. It's, it's clear. It's not exactly clear. It is. Is it cloudy? Yeah, it almost looks like a Hefeweizen. You know, I'm just looking at it like, whoa. I keep a box of Uncrustables in my freezer all the time. But at least you know. Well, those are delicious. Yeah, but they're kids' food. I understand that. Are they? Almost bought Dino Nuggets this morning at the grocery store. I don't think they're kids' food. I think. Because they're right by the party wing. It's easier to market it toward kids because kids freak out about crust. But let's face everyone that's reached out to us about Uncrustables, 100% adults. Yeah, like Dino Nuggets, definitely kids. Adults can eat them. But the Uncrustables, I feel like a bulk of their audience is adults who either yeah. enjoy marijuana or just enjoy a snack. I Both. Think, uh, yeah. All the above. So, yeah. I think the legalization of weed has probably helped the sales of Uncrustables exponentially. A lot of things. Who would not win Parent of the Year and why? 206-803-ROCK. They got them giant Fruit Loops now, too. Oh, man. <laughs> Hello, Justin. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Uh, this one would be my dad, uh, back when I was, uh, I was probably five or six. And yeah, I remember me and my sister were playing flyers up out in the front yard. And I think it was like one of them blue racquetballs. Anyways, uh, we both dived for the ball. I hit the ground first. Her elbow comes down directly on my forearm, snaps both the bones straight in the middle. And we didn't have that much money, so he kind of put it off. Oh, you're fine. Um, I remember sitting up on the couch, you know, I have to elevate it. And he's, he's telling me, all right, you know, grabs, tells me to squeeze his fingers with my right, which is not broken, squeeze it. And then I go to squeeze with my left, and I can't even, can't even make a fist, barely. He's like, oh, I don't think it's broken. I, I, don't, I think it's fine. Our neighbor happened to be a paramedic. So he he comes over, takes a look. He goes, "Oh yeah, I think this is definitely broken, Mike." And I think it took about two more days before they took me to the hospital. Damn. Uh, and even to this day, he's like, "Oh yeah, I heard that thing break." Oh, oh your, your dad's day home. And he heard it snap. I think it must have been on like the weekend or Sunday or something. He didn't want to take me to the ER. So. Wow, man. Hmm. I mean, look, nobody wants to go to the ER, but, you know, when it's your kid, like, all right, get it done. Although I do an NFL Sunday, like, how bad is it, man? How broken do you think it is? Mm-hmm. Like, broken, broken, just kind of broken. Yeah. Don't think I tell my kid, stuff. do not injure yourself on a Sunday. Like, you'll get to the hospital, but I'm going to be pissed off about it. Yeah. Just say, if the game's on, man, good game, like, try not to hurt yourself. I mean, there's little things, too. Like, I remember my dad used to umpire, right? All right. So he would umpire some of my baseball games, and he called low strikes. <laughs> so, I mean, they just they just weren't strikes. They yeah. were balls. Did you argue with him about it? Yeah. And he almost threw me out of a game. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it's below the knee, man, it's not a strike. Miles, I hear you. And he, right? But it was just weird. And I, because I, then I said something like, Dad, you always call low strikes. And he Uh-oh. was like, one more word, I'm throwing you out of the game. Because he was trying to keep a professional. I was like, right. you're a terrible father. Just throw his own kid out of the game for having a good strike zone. Right. <laughs> Want more of the Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, the greatest story never told. Available on Radio.com. Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Oh, 
Lacunas, lovely Karen Daly in the house. Guys, I showered today. I washed my hair for you. I am fresh. That's because oh, you had a early day. I did. I got a little time with the morning show, a little time with you guys. That's it's right. a full day for me, a full yes. day. Very exciting, very exciting. I believe What's you up? said earlier that you were blessed. She got to hang out Hashtag with BJ and Meg. blessed. Uh, was it truly blessed, big blessed? <laughs> Something like that. Something very like blessed. That. Very blessed. So yeah. many blessings. So blessed. See That's what happens when you shower? You know what? I might try it again sometime. How's the How's the summer going? Are you going to concerts, going to shows, doing your thing? Summer has been awesome. Um, I'm going to be going to see Greta Van Fleet next Friday with my dad for his 70th birthday. Wow, that's he cool. rocks he's, out, doesn't he? he? My dad loves to rock. He's, he's in a band. He plays trombone. and So he, he loves Greta Van Fleet. And so we're going to take him and one of his other besties, who's also 70. Mm-hmm. Take, I'm taking the, the you, dads you should, out. You should take a sign that says, my dad can play trombone with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's really what the music is missing yes, of Greta exactly. Van Fleet. They need yeah. just like a banging trombone solo, right? in the middle of That's right. KISW yeah, right. presenting Greta Van Fleet at Climate Pledge Arena. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Tell me you did not pay for those tickets. I did not. Good, good. I did not pay for those tickets. Good, thank God. I'm glad to know we can get a perk every once in a while. I don't know how many of us went to Taylor Swift. I like Ted. Oh my gosh. That I was... was in the parking lot. I did not have a ticket to that show. Were there anybody? Were there people out there trying to buy tickets? Oh my God, yes. Did it, you hear how much anyone was charging at that point? I was with one person that had his two daughters, had his one daughter who was a she was on it. All right. I, they found tickets. I believe it was seven, eight hundred. Wow. That's okay. actually less than I would have thought because mm-hmm. even the ones you can still buy online. Last I heard, they got up to around. You can always spend as much as you want, but like sixteen hundred bucks. Wow. Right? So typically, day of when you're on the street, like three thousand dollars, homie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So, so what were? Uh, do you know, Ted? What were the original like face value tickets going for? I have no idea. I was just there for the party. I think right. she's around like yeah. three fifty or four. My wife checks all the stuff. So like Elton John, Taylor Swift, Bruce Springsteen, like all those people, they seem to start around three fifty. Yeah. I met a guy over the weekend who uh, happened to book a uh, a weekend in Seattle about a year and a half ago with his wife and his kids, and they wanted to come here. So we got a hotel room downtown, and he said it was like two twenty five a night, which he didn't think was crazy. He said everybody in that hotel that I'm sitting with at the bar paid six to seven hundred dollars a night for this hotel room. Before yeah. the show was announced, he said he just basically just lucked the hell out. That's it's, wild. It's a good weekend to be in Seattle, particularly if that's not why you came to Seattle. You just imagine mm-hmm. this place yep. is banging. Yep. There's yep. so much going on. All right, so today on Sin Spin, we're going to go back to the 90s. We were all alive in the 90s. Now, one thing we know about bands in Mike particular, was enjoying Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, but still, yeah, we, we, we were somewhat <laughs> present, I guess, more ways than one. But uh, band, bands often have what they call a either a sophomore slump or an album that uh, is not, maybe they go into a different direction, maybe they get a different lead singer. There's all kinds of reasons why certain albums don't hit. So for whatever reason that is, even if you're one of the most popular artists of the time, that does not guarantee success on the albums that you release. Unless you're Taylor Swift. Yeah. So in, in the 90s, there were, there were a handful of these albums that came out where, you know, you know the band, you're, you're a fan, and then for whatever reason, either when it's critical acclaim or just the fans don't like it, it, it for some reason gets panned. Sure. But uh, eventually, when you go back, like I take, uh, for example, this goes back, but uh, Van Halen with Gary Sharon. Everybody hated it before they even heard it. Not the not the worst album. Myself in the included. World. But when you go back and you listen to it now, you're like, you know what? That's not bad at all. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's Meanwhile, Gary Sharon's like, thanks. That was 20 years ago, Miles. <laughs> well, I know. Like, that. I'm not going to play with the band right. again, Miles. He is not. I got one album because people like you and your stupid friend Thrill decided right. I sucked before I got well, the pe- chance. People were upset when Sammy Hagar joined the band. That's initially. true. And then after a while, they were like, oh, I, I really kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. But, but it took a little while. So today we've got uh, some 90s rock albums that deserve a second chance, or maybe a second listen. Ah, Ted, can you name the band? Ah, uh, sure, Hooligan Holiday. Come on. <laughs> they, they've since reunited with the original lead singer who Miles and I make fun of mercilessly. What's that? Ah, uh, we believe yeah. he eats a lot of ribs. Uh, yeah. Does he go round and round? No, no, no that's Stephen. That's a story book. Oh, this is Molly Crew. <laughs> it, it is Molly Crew, but not Vince Neil. The John Corabi days, which was just one album, right? I tried well, to forget yeah. about him. <laughs> well, they say this song in particular uh, had uh, they pulled influence from Soundgarden and Pearl Jam. Okay, so you know, there's maybe like a little slice of Seattle in there. I hear more Soundgarden. There. Turn that up for me. Well, John Karate can sing. Yeah. yeah I mean, that not, helps. not the Vince. 
couldn't back in the day, but I mean, it, it kind of helped on that one. For sure. These are 1090 rock albums that deserve a second chance on Sid and Spin. Nine, number nine. That's Eddie Vedder. It is. Yeah. It's Pearl Jam. The album was No Code. Ah. They, and it was actually their third consecutive number one album on the Billboard 200 following Versus and Vitology, but it just didn't really stick. Had a great debut and then kind of everybody kind of forgot about it. You know what? I mean, that's such a good problem to have, though, right? Like, hey, guys, this album's not sticking. Oh, I mean, we hit number one. Yeah. It's yeah. just not as number one-y as our other ones. Yeah, right. <laughs> 1090s rock albums that deserve a second chance. Eight, number eight. Taryn's over there grooving, but I'm not sure who this is. This would be Soul Asylum. Okay. And right. the album was Candy from a Stranger. Candy and from a Stranger. If mm-hmm. you remember the movie Basketball, which turns 25 yes. next week, I believe this was on the soundtrack as well. It's called I Will Still Be Laughing. But we have to read. <laughs> Just as soon as you guys remember. Who knew that Basketball had a soundtrack? Right? That it's is so funny. That is the most shocking part of this. <laughs> These are 1090s rock albums that deserve a second chance. Seven, number seven. She was sour girl the day that she met me. It's a cool album. I love this song. Come on, Ted, give it to us. We play this band a lot. I we do. I know this song. We you play. say it's one of the sexiest lead singers you've ever seen. Oh, Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We'll give you clues. The guessing game with Ted is so I love much fun. It. This is the best. Uh, number four was the name of this album. And apparently they lacked promotion of this album because Scott Weiland had been uh, locked up for a year. Right, so they right. just did it just did not get the same uh-huh. juice that the okay. albums that came before it did. Well, it's hard for the singer to promote the album when he's in prison. Mm. It is. Or in drug rehab. These are 1090s rock albums that deserve a second chance. Number six. I can't stop loving you. And no matter what I say or do. That's Sammy. Yep. You know my heart. Is this Van Halen or sure Tag is. Or is Sammy doing his own Sammy thing? Van Hagar <laughs> uh, from the album Balance, which I believe was both uh, their final with Sammy Hagar and Michael Anthony. That is correct. Right. For that as well. Exactly. Did Sammy do any solo stuff while he was in Van Halen? No. Okay, I didn't think so. I wasn't sure. Now, they had plenty of groupies. (laughs) 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 Never had to take care of himself once. Not once. (laughs) Any town, small town, big town. Hey, good to go. Come on back for some salmon stuff. (laughs) It's a little different. Oh, now I know why they call you the Red Rocker. (laughs) (laughs) These are 1090s rock albums that deserve a second chance. This band is coming to town. They're playing White River Amphitheater in August. They feel British. No? They are called Weezer. Oh, yeah. I, I, people love Weezer. And this is from the Pinkerton album, which I was very obsessed with back in the day. And I learned that when they sent out the promo single, uh, it included an acoustic version of this song, Pink Triangle, uh, which Whatever was recorded. Whatever could they be talking about? <laughs> Same thing that Sammy got into. Every exactly. Yeah, Sammy was, stuff. The acoustic version was recorded at uh, Shoreline High School. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Which is, I didn't Why know Why weren't they at Shoreline right. High School playing acoustic? So odd. That's the real question here. I like how Ted's very... Uh, it was available. Uh, Ted's very political, I answers. It's Weezer, Ted. People like Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. People do. <laughs> Nobody said that. 1090s rock albums that deserve a second chance. Four, number four. Give it a second chance thrill. Just can't place the voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to say that uh, they didn't have a drummer for this one, so Matt Cameron, I believe, played on a couple oh, of God, the You're right. Uh, uh, for Martha, I think, is the name of the song he played I remember on. remember the other uh, drummer that came in. So another big band. I think it was Beck's drummer. Yeah, something that, like that. That, uh, that also played on this I think one. the drummer in Smashing Pumpkins might be their best musician. Like, I don't particularly like Smashing Pumpkins, but when you hear the music, yeah. like their drummer's pretty sick. They're going to bring Cameron in for the whole album. He's like, I can only hang out for two songs. He's a very busy guy. Very How about, busy guy. I'll do it before you band. drop vocals. Yeah. <laughs> I work with Chris Cornell. Now I'm listening to Billy Corgan. You understand. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ten nineties rock albums that deserve a second chance. Three, number three. I like bears and spike with pain and music is my aeroplane. It's a great album, man. I know you know the band said. Oh, it's Chili Peppers, of course. Yeah. yeah. Dave Navarro playing the. That's right. This was was this his one and only. This with was them too? his one and only one, and uh, I'm a Chili Peppers apologist anyway. But this album, top to bottom, I think it's one of the better ones. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with him being there. Yeah, one hot minute. My friends still, is on this album too. I think he's too. still fighting the long yes. COVID. Dave yes. Navarro. I believe, I believe that's why Porno for Pyros is he going out still this year. Playing I'm pretty sure Jesus. he is. Brutal. He's kind of waiting for him to get uh, that. He's uh, just moping at it, looking angry. Care of it. Yeah, he's mm. bitching at his guitar tech about the fact, <laughs> about that, the fact that, that he has COVID. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> These are 1090s rock albums that deserve a second chance. Two, number two. She could U2? That's what I said. It does have a U2 mm-hmm. vibe. All right. But it is not U2. It is Pink Floyd. Oh. From the Division Bell. The song is called Take It Back. This is Pink Floyd. I would, if you'd given me 10 guesses, I would not it's have not guessed It's not a bad Floyd. album. Really, I believe it's not bad. There's great it's instrumentals just, on this one, too. That's, that's all right. right. They do the Pink Floyd thing. Yeah, and like I think Roger Waters had been the primary lyricist, right. and so he had departed the band, and it was like David Gilmore's girlfriend or fiance or something like that did a lot of the lyrics, so you know, they had to like outsource, because huh. apparently he couldn't write on his own very well. What are you doing? Anything? Nothing? Okay, write these songs. It's just for a Pink Floyd album. Nothing to worry about. No pressure. <laughs> it's going to be fine. We've been dating for a month. You can do it. <laughs> these Stop. are uh, 10 1090, 1090s rock <laughs> albums. They deserve a second chance to make it to number one. Really good guitar player. Once wore a very large scarf and it made a lot of headlines. The scarf was like a big as a You can wash your shirt on his stomach. <laughs> Is it flea? It's Lenny Kravitz. Oh, Lenny Kravitz. From the album Circus, uh, which was a massive success in Canada, Finland, New Zealand, and Spain. Not so much in the United <laughs> States. All right, here's the challenge for you. He did have a giant scarf. Name Remember one that? person <laughs> who's cooler but smells worse at the same time. Oh. Lenny Kravitz and go. Wrong. Cameron Diaz. Brad Pitt. Ooh. Ooh. I've heard. Johnny Depp, maybe. Oh, oh he's, he's, he's got a, a reek. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people really he stink. He smokes clothes. Ugh. That makes him stink. But he looks like he smells anyway. And he doesn't wash his clothes. Exactly. <laughs> Taryn, I'd love to say that we'll see you again. No. Uh, but you have the night off. I got the night off because I'm doing middays for Ryan Castle all week long. Time to drink beer right. and uh, get high with the kid. It's a, it's a <laughs> national <laughs> national wine and cheese day. So that's Ooh, what I'm going to do. Oh, really? Oh. Wine and, and cheese. And, and, hot fudge, and hot fudge Sunday day. And, oh, there you go. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Taryn. Shot of the day is coming up. You are listening to The Men's Room. Connect with The Men's Room on Instagram at Men's Room Live. Gave us yeah. a big dummy, 206803Rock. Wow. <laughs> Hello, Adam. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Adam, are you sober or not sober? Sober. Sober Adam, who really enjoyed his 12th birthday. Adam, rock a new hairstyle <laughs> here. Mohawk, mullet, bowl cut, or rat tail? Um, We're going to go with uh, a mullet, because I would love to be able to grow that much hair. Giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Okay. What did you discover, Mike? Fun thing about uh, Crazy Craving over there is that the commercials, if you ate honeycomb, you turned into that. That or, was or the idea? Or at least idea. if you smelled honeycomb around, you'd be like, me want honeycomb, and then you would turn into that thing. If you don't know what he looks like, picture Gritty from Philadelphia, kind of make him brown. Yeah. That's about it. Because I want to look like that. All right, here's your question. What Western TV show starring Steve McQueen shares its name with a Bon Jovi song? Um, uh, live and let live. Dead or alive. Wanted, dead or alive. Where he walks the streets with a loaded six string on his back. Yeah, but Van Halen mm-hmm. did it first. What's D- that? DOA. 
That's a great tune, man. All right, your question. What movie put Queen's 1976 uh, hit Bohemian Rhapsody back on the charts in 1992? Um, Wayne's World. Nice job. You know the irony about uh, that particular scene? They wanted to cut it. Uh, What's his face? Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Mm -hmm. Mike Myers. Absolutely. Sorry, like any movie, you film a ton of stuff that when you edit it, a bunch of crap gets cut out. So he had told the director, hey, cut that scene out. It is stupid. It's pointless, blah, blah, blah. She said, I'm not going to do it. He said, look, I'm telling you to do it. So the movie premieres. She left the scene in. He was livid about it. He still has not spoken to her again since this day, in spite of the fact that it proved to be like this monumental, iconic moment in cinematic history. She's like, I'm telling you, people are going to like the scene based on who the characters are. That's why it works, because you guys are idiots, right? He's like, I want it out. She kept it in. He has not spoken to her since. Well, then he's an idiot. Yeah. But That's where you just admit to being wrong. He yeah. also wrote it. He did. So I could understand like his point of being like, if I say I don't want it in the movie, I don't want it in the movie. I absolutely get it, but that's why you hire a director. You know what I mean? Directors get mad at editors. Stars and writers get mad at directors. It all goes around, but if it works in the end, you go to hell with it. Good enough, man. Hello, Michael. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, what's going on? Hola. Michael, sober or not sober? Soberish. Okay. <laughs> Michael, Same welcome. medication. To- all right. Welcome to Big Dog. Ah, okay. Rock a new high, uh, hairstyle there. Michael will be a mohawk, a mullet, a bowl cut, or a rat tail. So I grew up in the 70s and 80s, so I'll say mullet just to remembrance. Ah, there you go. Mullet it is. All right there, Michael. Here's your question. Who wrote the book A Farewell to Arms? Which I thought was a book about amputees. I was absolutely devastated when I read that. Sounds something Russian, so I'll go with Tolstoy. I always argue that he, he is the most overrated. Hemingway. Yes, Hemingway. Oh, well, yeah, I wouldn't know that anyway. He killed himself. Ernest freaking Hemingway. Or that's what they want you to believe. Yeah. He has to be a different idea for the Ernest Hemingway lookalike. Competition. All right. Here's your question. How many bones are in an adult human body? Well, there's 52 in both of your feet, so I'll times that by 10 and say 520 minus 100 and say 420. I like how you got that. I like how you got the 420. It's like 268 or something. Nope. 406? Nope. 206. 206. You're both close. Close. Hey, you mm-hmm. did some math. Two hundred seven on date night. Hey, you know that. All right. <laughs> Your question: What is the name of the lead actor in the current Dune movies? Oh, I know it's Zendaya. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know that dude's name for the life of me. So that's all I got. Okay, fair enough. His name? Any guesses? Timothy Chalamet. Oh. Sounds very fancy. Uh-huh. Chalamet, right, yeah. right. Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. It's actually Timothy. Is it Timothy? Timothy. That explains it, right? Because he spells his Timothee. first name T I M O T H E E with an accent over. So yep. what is it? Timothy? Timothy. Timothy Chalamet. I want to say his name. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Timothy Chalamet. And Jimmy. And Jimmy. <laughs> And a sidekick, Doug. All right, your question. Where were U.S. coins with the letter S minted? San Francisco. You got it. Well done, man. There's three major mints, right? You got They're Philadelphia, Denver, Denver, and San Francisco. Sa- I never realized San Francisco was one of them. And if I'm not mistaken, a lot of San Francisco coins actually don't have an S on them. There's just nothing on them. So if you don't see a little P or a little D, oh, that's the giveaway. then yeah, it's San Francisco. Huh. I see a little D every day. <laughs> <laughs> I took coin collecting in the Maribadge. Did you really? I did. I have the coin collecting merit badge. Right. Hmm. That's why I know that I'm a, I am a numismatist. That's right, numismatists. Hello, Patrick. Welcome to the men's room. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hola. Patrick, are you sober or not sober? Uh, I'd say I'm leaning towards not sober. All right, Patrick. Welcome to Big Dummy. What, uh, what's your new hairdo? Mohawk, mullet, bowl cut, or rat tail? Well, like that guy a couple colors back, I also cannot grow a full head of hair anymore, and I used to rock a mohawk, so I'll take you back, please. All right, mohawk it is. 
You know, that's the thing about going bald. It's not like you go bald on the sides first. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no. in theory, no, no, you know, no. you yeah. just grow a mohawk. Like, instead, you get the George Jefferson. But if it went the other way, like, yeah, I'm 70 years old. That's why I just have a mohawk. Got that pretty sweet cul-de-sac, though. It's the cul-de-sac. All right, here's your question. Where on your face is the philtrum? The philtrum. The philtrum? The philtrum. Oh, boy. Um, I guess maybe in your nose? That's your septum. Close. It's the indentation between your nose and your upper lip. Oh. So you know when you get a runny nose? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the thing just funnels directly into your mouth? That's the philtrum. Gross. What I've discovered, brother, is... There is nothing in or on your body that does not have a name. It's probably a good lesson to learn. Yeah, I mean, I I assume if you have like a cleft palate, you know what that word is. I would guarantee you know about the filter, yeah. All right, your question, which TV show uh, theme song starts with the words, come and knock on my door? Oh, man. This is before my time, but I used to watch a lot of Nick and Knight. Is that Freeze Company? You got it. Oh, yeah. Nice job, Patrick. Very good. I like that opening line. Like, it's not two separate. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at Facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Hard to be managed. It's drinking time. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is. As usual, we head to the drink desk and Stephen Thrill Hill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed. And today we toast an unidentified 51-year-old man from Queensland, Australia. Now, this past Sunday at 1 o'clock in the morning, police noticed that he was driving the wrong way on the road. Naturally, they pulled him over, and he pointed out that he was just on his way to his daughter's house. Now, they suspected he was drunk, and they were right. His blood alcohol came back at a .191, which is four times over the legal limit. He was arrested on the spot. But on the bright side, he was driving a riding lawnmower. Yes, that is. Oh. He was going approximately seven miles an hour uh, the wrong way down the road. The cops were like, he's drunk. And when they confronted him. He was drunk. Now, they do believe... You can walk that fast. That was their whole thing. Yeah. They're like, he's driving so slow. Granted, it's one in the morning, so there's not a lot of traffic, but they're just like, bro, you, you can't do it. His excuse, I'm going over to my daughter's house to mow her lawn. And they said, not at one o'clock in the morning or not. That'd be a noise ordinance, so let's, <laughs> let's yeah, you just can't... take it up. But that was their thing. They're like, bro, we, we're not saying we don't believe you. We actually believe you because you're drunk and stupid, but let's, let's go to jail. Let's go to jail. Come on, buddy. So we pour this booze, and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitch hola! Thanks for listening to the best of the Men's Room podcast. Want more of the Men's Room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Oh, man! A Double Flush production. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 